Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to Mercy Talk. This is Jen Otero. And this is Melanie Wise. We are so glad that you've joined us today. We are on our second week of a series on the topic of spiritual gifts. Yes. And we started last week really talking about just what spiritual gifts are and just kind of laying that foundation. Mm-hmm. We even talked for a minute about just kind of some ways that you can start to assess what your spiritual gifts are. But as always, we're kind of going to be building on this topic right. from week to week in this series. So if you haven't heard last week's podcast, we always encourage you to go back and kind of start from the beginning right. in a series and to have that kind of groundwork laid. So yeah. excited to jump into more today. Oh, so good. So today we want to continue um, as we really start talking through unpacking. Like we said, we did the foundational stuff last week, but today we want to talk a little bit more about what it looks like to unpack our spiritual gifts. Because the truth of the matter is that we talked about last week is that we all have spiritual gifts, Mm -hmm. um, that God gives them to us to carry out the call in our lives um, and for the church as a whole and for the common good. And so we hit a little bit on that last week, but the the Lord gives us these things for the big picture, Mm -hmm. for the call that's on our individual lives, but it's always the common good. It's always the big C church. It's always the callings of God um, that line up together, that it's not meant to ever be this place of comparison, Mm -hmm. but it's meant to be a place of unity and really clarifying and assessing what I carry so I can be a strength to you Mm -hmm. and what you carry so you can be a strength to me because none of us carry all the gifts, but we all do have gifts. So it's a pretty important thing for us to know, um, to understand, to walk out really as children of God. Um, The other encouragement that we gave last week to Mel was just the practical step of taking an assessment. And so if you did listen in last week and you took the time to assess, we hope that you kind of have an idea of what your gifts are, whether that was for the first time or for maybe the second, third, fourth, fifth time. Um, It's just important to have those things in front of you, but those assessments then position us to kind of continue our conversation today. Mm -hmm. So we hope that this will be encouraging to you as we continue this discussion. Yeah. So we did talk some at the end, like you said, about some assessments that Mm -hmm. are available out there, which are always really good. Um, But they're not the only way to kind of help in trying to identify maybe what some of those gifts are that you've been given. And so we want to give a a few other ideas today and just even some questions to ask that can really kind of start pointing you in that direction. And and one of those questions is just when you see other people who are operating from their gifts, Mm -hmm. what do you find yourself getting excited about? You know, are there certain gifts that you can see yourself operating from, you know, when you recognize other people that are doing that? And now... Not to say that that's a tell-all, because sometimes, and we were just talking before we started today about how, you know, there are just some gifts that are just kind of like elevated over others, which makes me sad, Mm -hmm. um, because they're all so, so important. But, you know, there's some gifts that put people on a platform in front of people with speaking or singing or things like that, and there may be something in you that's like, well, I wish I could do that. I kind of want to be in front of people, you know, kind Mm -hmm. of thing. And so, it's always just an important thing to kind of check your heart and check where you are with it, but... But we're talking more about when you see somebody, you know, for example, like if you see someone who is leading a Bible study or, you know, serving children or serving the homeless or they're sharing a story about when they did that once and there's something in you that just kind of like comes alive and gets excited and Mm -hmm. like, oh my goodness, like that is something that I am so passionate about too. That can really be a a clue of like, Mm -hmm. wait, maybe this is something that the Lord has placed inside of me as well. Um, You know, a couple of other questions that we always pose to people is what makes you angry? I remember hearing Nancy talk about this. She talks about this a lot. It's like, what is it that you got to, you need to pay attention to your anger mm-hmm. and what it is that gets you fired up and so you know if if you just get just burning mad over the injustice for orphans or widows or poverty or things like that 
and, and you're just like, I'm not okay that this is a thing in our yeah. world, that this is an issue in our world, and it makes me angry. That's something to pay attention to mm-hmm. because it may just be that God has really placed inside of you a passion to work in those different areas, not just a passion, but a gifting to work in those specific areas as well. Um, and so those are just some things. And honestly, I mean, uh, the obvious last question would just be like, what are you passionate about? Like yeah. what gets you excited and what, you know, there was a point, I think in my adult life, it took definitely well into adulthood. I think this is a lot of what your twenties are about. I don't know. I'm just yeah, posing that as a theory. Out. Yeah. But just like <laughs> when I started doing certain things, there was something in me that I just really was like, something is coming alive inside of me mm-hmm. when I do this. And I'm just passionate about this. And, and there were even certain things that I would do that I, I would have the thought, like, I think I'm literally just here to do this thing. Like, yeah. and not just this thing, but like, I feel like I'm really fulfilling part of my purpose for being on earth doing this thing, mm-hmm. you know? And so those are just all different things that, and part of that just requires like getting out there and doing some stuff. So true. Like, just get involved and start serving in different areas and start ministering in different areas. And those things will start to come alive for you over time. That's really more how I learned it than probably even any of it's the assessments true. I took mm-hmm. was just was just doing things and realizing what was making my spirit come alive when yeah. I did them. So just it's so ideas. good. And you said even last week that you know it's when you begin to step out into it, you begin to see the things you're passionate about, but you also see the things. Wow, I'm really not good yeah. at this. Yes. So you can take an assessment <laughs> and have these numbers and these cool words and these ideas of these gifts, and that's really where it can end. Mm-hmm. Or you can take these things and it gives you the information, but information is just information until you start doing something with it Mm -hmm. and really seeking the Lord like what we're talking about today. So last week talked about assessments, what gifts are about, but today it's more of like, okay, how do I connect that more with my passion and the person Mm -hmm. that I am, that I am? And even talking through, you mentioned the place assessment last week, that it talks through like your spiritual gifts, but it also talks through your personality Mm -hmm. traits and the different ways that you're wired. Because honestly, an introvert or an extrovert, depending on kind of the way you're wired, if you have a teaching gift, it's going to look different. You may never be on a stage if you're wired a certain way, but you better believe you'll be teaching maybe in a smaller group setting. Either way, it's a teaching gift that's powerful and God's going to use. But it is a matter of going, okay, I'm wired these ways. How do then do my gifts play out and mm-hmm. really being on the lookout for things? And I think the other encouragement I have, too, is that I think I mentioned this last week. There is this kind of um, treasure hunt sort of a thing. And I, I know the way that I talk, especially with my clients about it, is that this is fun mm-hmm. and this is exciting and it's life giving. And there's a power that comes when I begin to acknowledge the fact that my life, you even said it last week, Mel, is that I'm not made to be abused and used that actually there's things that I carry that have great power and great meaning and great purpose that the Lord has put in me and that my job is just to connect with him begin to identify what those things are and as I do then I begin to go oh my gosh no wonder I've had this secret desire in my heart to be a teacher or to do this or that because we begin to see your gifts and it actually confirms often the vision and the purpose and the plans that you've had Mm -hmm. maybe that you've never even told anyone Mm -hmm. but how that even aligns us to heal and to grow and to move forward and maybe the things that we're working through mm-hmm. because we've talked over and over again especially for those that we're helping or if you're in a healing season yourself if you can't see the long view and you don't know what's on the other side of your healing season it's really really hard to kind of buckle in and do what you need to do to heal mm-hmm. but if you do have a passion and a vision and you go wow on the other side of this this is what God's going to do in my life and in addition to that these are the gifts that I carry it will propel you forward through the hard healing places yeah. because 
because you have a vision for what's ahead. Yeah. If you don't, it makes it a lot more difficult. For sure. So I would say, too, with that, another way to identify your spiritual gifts that I think I just kind of randomly came across in a session one day when I was praying through something with a girl is really identifying and acknowledging the attacks that have come on your life. And what I mean by that is that the enemy knows the gifts that we carry. Mm-hmm. He's he's doesn't do creative things, but he's also not stupid, if that makes sense. Like he can't create, but he's a pretty smart guy in the sense of he acknowledges who are what our gifts are and then brings attack against them. Yeah. Really to shut us down. Because if he is able to acknowledge the gifting that I carry and can bring attack to shut that gift down, he's now disabled the things that God maybe could do in my life or that wants to do in my life. Mm. Even for First Peter 5, 8 says, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to, to devour. So he's always on his game. He's trying to figure out what we carry and to uh, design attacks around those gifts to try to shut us down. Yeah. So for example, I have a strong gift of encouragement and exhortation. I see that a lot in my counseling sessions. Mm-hmm. And so it's really no surprise. And I think it was a huge revelation for me that when I was younger, I had a lot of grief and a lot of depression and a lot of loss that came at me as a kid. that as I got older and I had healed and moved past that, I was like, oh my gosh, that wasn't just an assignment Mm. on my life or my gift, but it was also an assignment on the people that I would help in the future. It's never just about us. Let's just be real. Yeah. Let's get over ourselves and realize that the assignments of the enemy are never just about us. It's about the calling. It's about the people that we will help and be a part of. And if he had shut down that gift of encouragement, I would not have probably gone into counseling. I would not do the things that I do. And so even as a kid, he saw the things that I would be doing mm-hmm, in the future mm-hmm. and it came against that gift, which is just so interesting. So when we can begin to acknowledge that yeah. and go, oh my gosh, it's yeah. almost the opposite game a little bit. Mm-hmm. If he brings one thing, often you can go, oh, I bet I have a gift in this area because he was trying to shut it down. Yeah. Oh, I know. Makes you want to punch Such him in a the punk. Face. Yeah. <laughs> I, but you're so right. I just keep thinking about different people that I know and in my own life of just different attacks that they've gone through and things that they've struggled with. And it just, lo and behold, on the other side of it, it all ends up pointing back to this same awesome thing that the Lord has placed inside of him that like you said because the enemy cannot create from nothing something he can only take what is and just try to jack it up and distort it and so that's what he tends to do in our lives and so I think that's a really really good point to bring up and you know another way that I really feel like he tries to distort and, and mess with spiritual gifts that people have been given so another way that I really think the enemy tries to attack and get in and just really mess with the gifts that people have been given Mm -hmm. is that sometimes you've been given um, maybe a gift and especially I'm thinking about just like some of the miraculous gifts of the spirit such as like if you've been given um, the gift of prophecy which as we know is really just being able to hear Mm -hmm. have a heightened ability to hear from the Lord and hear from the Holy Spirit that you know, you may have grown up or you may have experienced or have different experiences where that gift has really just been kind of presented in a very unhealthy way, right. in a way that was not positive. And and in seeing that happen, you're like, wait, no, 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 I'm never, I'm not getting That's right. anywhere near that gift. You know, and it may be the very gift that the Lord has actually placed inside of you, but because you saw it, mm-hmm. or maybe you were even taught, like, that's not real. That's not a gift. Right. Like, nobody has that gift. You know, and so you grow up thinking like, okay, well, then nobody has that. So I sure don't, you know, and so I think sometimes the enemy gets in that way as well. Mm -hmm. And I know that that's something that you've seen in other people's lives as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I feel like, 
you know, when we are able to operate in our gifts from a very healthy place, from a very pure place, the enemy, he's not okay with that. And he's very, very threatened by that. Mm -hmm. And so he's going to do whatever he can to attack those things, Um, whether it be like examples of what you've said, where it's like you've been given a gift, but then it seems like all the attack in your life is the points towards the opposite of that or you've just seen certain gifts just really distorted and there's just a really bad stigma attached to some Mm -hmm. of those and so you just kind of like stay as far away from those as you can totally and I think too just kind of speaking back to what you said a little bit ago too Mel I think in addition to those things I think sometimes we can buy the lie that our gift is less than or not as important Mm -hmm. like we said earlier the the idea comes to mind that you know perhaps you don't have a gift of teaching or speaking Um, but you have a gift of hospitality Mm -hmm. or serving. And so often I think even in church or in culture, we can actually place more um, importance or power on certain gifts when I just don't believe that's the Father's heart. Mm -hmm. If I give my two daughters gifts, I'm not going to sit and go, well, this one's better and I'm giving her this one because I like her a little better than this one. Like gifts are gifts. But the challenge is I think so often we get into the comparison, but we also kind of hierarchical is that even a word? We place that sure. hierarchical. We create a hierarchy for yeah. the gifts that there's some that are more important or more special than other ones. And what happens is we then get into this unworthiness or we get into buying the lie that what I do and what I carry isn't important mm-hmm. if I'm not mm-hmm. on a stage yeah. or I'm not up in front of people. But the reality is that like we've talked a couple times already and we'll probably continue to kind of make this point is that if we're not all operating in our gifts in a healthy and balanced way, that person up on stage isn't going to be able to do what they do as well if I'm not operating in my place of serving or hospitality Mm -hmm. and that there's not a better or worse than. It's all beautiful gifts that God has given us. And so to really be careful of that place, I think, is the other thing, because I absolutely believe that's the enemy trying Mm -hmm. to get in and to cause us in these variety of ways to shut down or to back off or to walk in a really unhealthy place in the way that I'm designed and Mm -hmm. the gifts that I carry. Mm -hmm. I think that's just such a good thing to go back to, especially even thinking back to what we talked about earlier about what makes what are you passionate about? Mm -hmm. And and those are going to be maybe specific areas that you're called to work in. Right. Um, But like I think about just here at Mercy and Mm -hmm. like everyone here at Mercy has a passion for seeing lives made whole. That's right. And people to walk in freedom. Like that's a passion area that every one of us have been given. But Mm -hmm. holy cow, do we have (laughs) so many different gifts in even just this corporate building where we work Mm -hmm. and how I just I just think through every position and I'm like, oh, my goodness. If you did not That's do so what you did for, or what you do for a mercy, like what would happen? That's right. You know, and there's, a, I mean, and even in that, I can think through, like I've had a few different positions at mercy and through those, I was like, okay, well, this is not my gifting. <laughs> this is not going to be my zone. I will serve in this area. And it doesn't mean that you just always only, 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 only serve in what you are the best at. That's Sometimes so true. there are times where you just need to serve and give in an area when there's a need. Yep. But I think that there's just a, an understanding of, of how some of the maybe positions here at Mercy don't look as glamorous Mm -hmm. as other ones do, but how vitally important they are. And I think there's something to be said for being sure that we're just encouraging people Mm -hmm. in those things. And man, if you know that someone has a gifting that doesn't really get a lot of attention and doesn't really get a lot of limelight, what can I do to encourage you in that and tell you how much my life benefits from what you do and how this place would not be able to exist? Because if, if you didn't 
didn't do what you did. You know, I just think if we can always be on the lookout for ways to encourage one another and gifts, I just think that will bring everything up to a higher level. It's so, so good. So I think too, you know, as we begin to take some assessments, as we read scripture, because it always has to come back to that, of course, you know, you can assess your brains out all day long, but you need to make sure it's lining up with what the word says. Um, As we really look at our passions and our dreams, what makes us angry? What are the things that we get fired up about? You know, when your heart starts to beat fast because you see someone doing something that you think is so cool, pay attention to Mm -hmm. those things, you know, and really identifying the, the assignments of the enemy, taking some time to look that through. And in addition to all of that, spending some time with the Lord. I think if there's another practical thing I would add is as we're talking through, you know, the stigma or maybe experiences in your life where you're like, I think I have that gift, but maybe it's never been really sewn into or someone hasn't acknowledged it as a gift or whatever it may be, especially in those areas of assignment or lies. I just really encourage you to spend some time this week going, Lord, are there any areas in my life that I'm believing something that's not true? an experience that has come, whether it's an assignment or a hurt or, you know, an area of my life that has come in to try and shut down a gift in me, will you begin to reveal to me any of these areas where I maybe have a gift and I'm not operating in it? And if not, why is that, Lord? And begin to spend some time, whether it's breaking lies, whether it's forgiveness, whatever it may be, putting some keys to work to get yourself freed up so you're able to move forward in that gift. Mm -hmm. And I think too, even just practically going, okay, God, how do I begin to serve in this area? Like, if I have a gift of fill in the blank, how do I begin to put that to work? Mm -hmm. But I think you make an important point that I think sometimes the other pitfall of this is if I figure out what my gift is, then I feel like that's the only way I can serve. Right. Let's get over ourselves. Yeah. Suck it up and serve. I'm actually thinking, (laughs) literally, I'm thinking back to last month at our Empower Workshop where our executive director was sitting behind the laptop running slides for two full days. That's amazing. She got some gifts and it is not (laughs) just to run slides. Not that that's not important, but like it was vitally important Mm -hmm. for those two days at that workshop. Like we had to have slides. Like it was an important job, but like that wasn't maybe 100% in her gifting, but she did it and she served and she gave because it was a need. And so, yes... Yes. And as executive director, she could have very easily and rightfully so been like, sorry, I have other things that I, I need to do. way more important things to do than to run your PowerPoint. But she yeah. still chose to yeah. serve in that capacity. Yeah. And like you said, it was absolutely vital that that happened. Mm-hmm. I just love that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's such a good example. So hopefully all of this has given you some more ways to assess and to think through and to be on the lookout for the gifts that you carry. Um, but also, I think that the flip side of that is not just out of an assessment on black and white paper. It really is that place of beginning to identify the passions and the place is the ways that you're wired. And then, of course, spending that time in prayer and going, Lord, what is it that you want me to see and to know? Are there any areas that I'm believing a lie that I don't need to be? Whatever it may be, so that we're free to move yeah. forward in what we've been called to do. So hopefully, so far, this conversation has been helpful to you all as mm-hmm. listeners as we're kind of continuing to unpack spiritual gifts, the way that you're wired, the things that God has put in you. And I would even say that next week, Mel and I will take the challenge to either take a new assessment or to maybe pull out some of our old ones and bring those along as we continue this discussion. So we hope that you will join us next week. 